bless you, sir. I still remember that one night where you uh, decided to call yourself number one and I was number zero or something like that. Yeah, he, um, he always made fun of me when I came here. And, uh, and I just had enough. But, and then uh, I said to them that uh, when the two of us work together and we stand together, I'm the one and he's the zero. Because I look like one and he looks like a zero. He's more round than me, you see. Okay, so now you got it. You, you better know that we are really friends because, <laughs> okay. Uh, Pastor, next time open the water for me when I come up here. Okay, praise the Lord. It's good to be here. We can have a good time in the presence of the Lord. And uh, uh, we are still traveling uh, all the time. Uh, non-stop, we already booked the whole of next year for meetings, and uh, we're also um, <coughs> planning to uh, do a global upper room, and uh, I had uh, just had a Zoom call this week with a great leader from the Assemblies of God and also a great leader from the Church of God, and <coughs> how to bring the denominations together. And um, had another Zoom call with leaders, uh, and one of the pastors said to me, uh, I called the Global Prayer Alliance 100 nations, and he said, why don't you go for the whole globe? And so now we call it GPA 193, there's 193 nations, but I'm not going to talk to you about that, there's a lot of things, but uh, that is what we are working at at the moment, and uh, because we still believe that God's going to pour out His Spirit. In an, in, a, in an incredible way uh, globally. So um, tonight I want to talk to you a little bit about um, your footprint. Um, I think I will talk to you Sunday morning about Catch Peter. Uh, maybe tomorrow night I will speak on uh, Immeasurable God. I'm not sure. I could change. Normally when I make promises like this, I don't keep them. But... Um, um, that's what I'm thinking of. And um, church, my uh, uh, mandate from God is to empower the local church and to strengthen the people, strengthen the pulpit, help pastors. That's what I do all the time. I'm very fortunate. Um, I will speak uh, in November. I will speak to multiple pastors in Atlanta. Uh, several of them, I believe, is Church of God. I'm not even sure who's the rest. And then next year, I will minister to the whole state of Ohio, uh, the Church of God, um, to all their pastors. And uh, similar things is happening with the Assemblies of God, and, um, and I love it because um, that's, that's where I feel the Lord has called me more with an apostolic voice um, to the church. Very impressed with this lady here in front with her flag. I mean, I met her just, uh, I mean, just, I mean, Adam and Eve was just, had just been born, and I met her then and just after that, and she's still here, I'll tell you what, and uh, that impresses me. So, um, any face that I see that reminds me of the past, and I've seen some more, it, it is just great. I want to talk to you about something that really um, blesses me when I look at it, and... Um, and I've learned that sometimes you need to 
you need to watch people, uh, even people in the Word, in the Bible. Just watch them, how they do, what they do, where, where you find them. And, and that will tell you all about their life. And tonight I want to talk to you about the footprint of Mary Magdalene. Uh, she didn't write any books. Um, she's not, there's not a first Mary Magdalene and a second Mary Magdalene like first Peter, second Peter. Uh, none of that. But we find her here in, in uh, John chapter 20. And we find her uh, close to the crucifixion. We find her close to the resurrection. And the crucifixion and the resurrection is major in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because uh, our, the gospel without the crucifixion and the resurrection is not a gospel. Somebody had to die. And, um, and I, 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 made, I did the same thing about Peter. And maybe we will look at Peter Sunday morning um, from a different perspective. But uh, it blesses me to see how how people are impacted by Jesus and where you find them. If, if I can follow your footprint for a week, I will be able to tell you who you are. Um, and uh, your footprint will reveal who you are. In fact, your footprint speaks louder than what your words speak. Because you can say something and still go to the wrong places. But here in John chapter 20... Um, we find Mary Magdalene, and, and she was a woman who had seven demons. Seven speaks of perfection, so she was perfectly demonized. If you can ever get, <laughs> make a statement like that. She, was, she had seven demons. She was tormented. Uh, she knew what it, what it felt like to, to be totally dark. Um, and, um, and Jesus set her free completely. Jesus set her free. Now, because of that deep deliverance, and sometimes we lose, we lose touch with where we come from. Now, I grew up in the church. I grew up in Pentecost, and I have never uh, been in that state. But I've always asked the Lord, help me to understand what it must feel like when people are demonized. And I've seen demons. I've seen how they motivate, how they, how they, um, demonstrate their own power. I've seen how they come out of people. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen it multiple times, especially in South Africa, in Ten Crusades. Um, and uh, so here we have Mary Magdalene. She's, uh, she, was, uh, she had seven demons. And, um, and we find her in John chapter 20. It says, and now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, and it was still dark. Now, remember I said that she was the one that was last at the cross of crucifixion, and she's also first at the tomb. Uh, you will find her um, spending a lot of time at the crucifixion and at the tomb. And the Bible says it's, it was still dark, and she saw that, that the stone had been rolled away. So, still dark. Here we have Mary Magdalene, and, and, and that's all we're going to do tonight. We're just going to follow her footprint. I'm not going to preach to you. There's not an introduction. Uh, there's not three points, uh, a good closing. I just want you to watch Mary Magdalene and see how her lifestyle, how her footprint can impact you. Uh, it was still dark. Why will a woman go to the tomb when it's still dark? That speaks volumes of Mary Magdalene. Um, and she saw that the stone had been uh, uh, taken away, and she ran... 
and she came to Simon Peter and John, the, the disciple that Jesus loved, verse 2. Uh, I love the word ran there. She ran. That tells me that she had a level of enthusiasm, excitement, passion um, that, that was just amazing. How many of you must agree with me that the church, the church lost, lost her run? We don't run anymore. Uh, what I mean by we've lost our run is we've lost our passion for what we believe in. Uh, and we need to bring the run back. Uh, the, I, I need to pick up the passion in your praise and worship. I need to pick it up in, in everything you do. She ran and she came to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. That was John. Uh, and she said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Now, can you see her concern? Where is the Lord? Now, church, uh, tr try to think for yourself. They have seen the crucifixion. They saw how brutal that was. Uh, this was not a John Hagee tour to the to the tomb, or a TV Jake's tour, the, or a tour bus full of tourists. This is the woman who was at the tomb first. And 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 I, when I look at that, I say, Lord, help me to operate like somebody that is first. Uh, they must hear it in my my passion, then I'm a person that is first. I, I'm right there. I, I spoke to um, two leaders this week on, on a Zoom call. Um, it was Thursday morning, 8 o'clock, about the global upper room. And one of them mentioned to me an uh, incredible meeting that's happening next year in South Korea. And, and both of them will now reach out to the higher offices in their denominations. Um, and we agreed. Uh, immediately, because the Holy Spirit was on the call, that that uh, we cannot leave this for other people. It's our responsibility. And, and immediately, the run, the run was was in that call. It's like, um, and um, I wrote a letter after that to 15 other leaders, global leaders, and the first one that responded is a Messianic Jew uh, from Israel. And he said, Andre, May God help us that we get this done. Can you see? That's what I feel like. Get the run back. And um, so the Bible says, uh, verse 3 says, then, Therefore Peter went out and the other disciple, and they were going to the tomb, and they both ran. There they are again. There's the run, you see? There's the excitement. And, um, and we all know that John outran Peter. So now we know that Peter had a big mouth, but he was not a good athlete. Uh, and you will hear more about Peter on Sunday morning. I found out, I found out a few uh, things about him that is not good. And, and I'm going to blast it. Uh, he's in heaven. He can do me no harm. And I will just do a confession before I go there one day. So <laughs> my humor has not changed because the Lord likes my humor. And um, I say to myself, Peter therefore went out the other disciple, and they both ran, and the other disciple outran Peter, and, they came, and he came to the tomb first. Now, chapter, verse 5, 6, 7, and 8 is huge. Uh, I'm not going to go into that. It's actually a book on its own. Um, the, John arrived at the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths, but he did not go in. Peter arrived at the tomb second, 
He went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths, headcloth, separate. And the Bible says John went into the tomb. He saw for the second time. So John arrived, saw, did not go in. Peter arrived, went in, saw, more detail. John went in because Peter went in. And he got the greater revelation he saw for the second time. The, the first word saw means observe. The second saw means perceive. The third saw means to discern. Can you see the levels of revelation? Um, and, um, and that is like, as, that's why I say, the reason that, saw, that John actually saw much more than what Peter saw is because Peter was the reason why John went in. And I want to say, with just one, makes, one statement there, let us be the people that will go in so that other people will enter because we entered and let them get the greater revelation uh, because of us. So the next generation needs to see us enter so that they can take this thing further than what we could have taken it in our time. So th th that's a story there, and we're not going to minister about that. Verse 9 this is just uh, uh, verse 9 and 10 and 11. It's just very key. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he, must be that, he must be, that he must rise again from the dead. Verse 10 says, Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. And that's, that, that caught my eye. Here we have this incredible resurrection. Body is not in the tomb. You cannot imagine what must have gone through their minds. And but verse 10 says, then the disciples went away to their own homes. They went home. Verse 11 starts with these words, but Mary. That's why I don't want to talk about Peter. I don't want to talk about John. I don't want to talk about Mark, Luke, the other disciples. They all went home but Mary. That's prophetic. There's a lot of people in the church that has gone home. I'm not talking about going home after the meeting tonight. I'm talking about going home on their passion. Going home on their zeal. They went home. Come on, church. I mean, here I am. I'm 69. I'm still running. Where's the others? They have gone home. I'm not talking about those that died. If you died, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good home, go home going. I'm talking about believers, disciples, people uh, that Naomi and I, we talk about it many, many times because Facebook is a wonderful thing because most people reveal their whole life on Facebook. And that way I can quickly pick up they have gone home. They don't care for the Lord the way they cared for the Lord 20 years ago anymore. I've seen it. But here we have the disciples. They have all gone home but Mary. The one who had seven demons. I tell you what, 
It's the people that got out of the darkest dark that will most probably be the people that will be found faithful when others has gone home. We need to preach this all over America. Why have you gone home? I've known churches that has gone home. I know pastors that has gone home. I know believers that has gone home. And, uh, and all I can say is I cannot go home. I cannot stop. Uh, we still have a mission. Amen? Thank you for your excitement. It really inspires me not to go home. If you're not going to get excited, I will go home within 30 minutes. But if you can give me some response... I can probably postpone my going back to the hotel, okay? Fairfield Inn. Oh, my Lord. I have been in so many Fairfields. They all look the same. Blue carpets. A woman behind the desk. And I can tell you more stories, but let's not go there. Okay. But Mary stood outside. Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. She stood outside by the tomb weeping. She's weeping. She's delivered, but she's weeping. Well, you say, well, somebody that is delivered should be joyful. No, 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 no. Because of her deep deliverance, Jesus meant more to her than what Jesus meant to the rest. Because if Jesus meant the same to the rest, why did they not stay? But she did not go home. And that tells me that her deep-rooted deliverance meant something to her. And uh, she wept and she stooped down and she looked into the tomb and, and she saw two angels in white, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body had lain. Now she sees two angels. And we can talk about the two angels that is there. Why is there two angels? In the Old Testament... Most of the time, they always believe there should be two testimonies to confirm. We all know that Jesus was on the earth for 40 days after his resurrection. And the reason for, one of the reasons for that is to show to the whole world he was resurrected. Because if he left within three days and went back to his father, the whole world could have said, well, he was never resurrected. So Jesus made sure, and we will touch a little bit on that maybe Sunday. But um, here she is, two angels... And when I think of the two angels, I think of the two murderers on the cross. Because on the cross, they gave him two murderers that hang on both sides. It's almost like when they crucified Jesus, they said, well, let's, let's put two of the worst characters on the left and on the right of him so that it's, it's not bloody enough. It's not painful enough. It's not humiliating enough. Let's make it look even worse. I mean, the crown on his head spear into the side, water running out of his body, blood running out of his body. No, 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 it's not, it's not good enough. Let's put two bad-looking people on the side of him and humiliate him. And, well, they made a horrible mistake because right on that cross, salvation happened because Jesus said to the one murderer, today you will be in paradise with me. But it's almost like God the Father decided because, remember, God the Father is in control here. 
Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So the Father was in control, and the Father decided, if you gave him two murderers, I will send two angels that will guard the resurrection. And I will not allow anybody to put a lie. I've got two testimonies, two angels. Okay, thank you. And uh, the Bible says, uh, and they said to her, why are you weeping? Now, you must understand, angels, they work for God. I, I tell you what, if you want to know more about angels, we, we had a leader in the upper room two years ago in Houston. He, he came out of Iran, and uh, we, we could not. In fact, I'm going to have a Zoom call with him. Uh, he's now in America here, but he's going back to Armenia. Um, uh, and he told the whole conference about What's happening in Iran, nine out of ten uh, Iranians, if they hear about Jesus, they accept him as Lord and Savior. It's the fastest growing church in the world now. You see, the more, the, the more they, they pressurize the church, the more the church grows. And he will tell you stories how Muslims go to bed and sleep and how Jesus appeared to them in their dreams and they woke up saved. And they even know what the face of the pastor looked like. They know the, the address of the church underground. Where do they get it? They got it in dreams. God gives it to them in dreams. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I mean, he told us stories about uh, a girl that was burned with oil. And um, uh, the whole body was burned with oil. And how they rushed her to hospital. And... Um, when the mother came to the little girl the next morning, she, uh, she was completely healed, and they couldn't believe what was going on. And, and the girl tells her mother that a man visited her that night, and he came with plasters, uh, bandages. And every time he put a little bandage on every burn, uh, as he puts the plasters on it with his, with his two hands, the moment he puts it on, it heals up. Totally healed in one night, happened in Iran, and then they become believers. So church, I'm telling you, don't tell me the ministry of angels is over. God sent two angels. They said, why do you weep? Angels never weep because angels has never been lost. Angels does not understand why she's weeping. She had seven demons. Angels never, they were never demonized. They've never sinned. They don't even know what it feels like to sin. So... Um, and she said to them, be, now watch what she said. She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord. For her, Jesus is my Lord. Not a Lord, not the Lord. I'm telling you, watching the footprint of Mary Magdalene. You watch the footprint of Mary Magdalene. You ask the question, why is she so intense? <laughs> Seven demons. Why is she so? You see, people, well, we live in a day where Christianity has lost their intensity. They're not intense anymore. You say, well, don't be intense. Don't be intense in your preaching. Don't be intense in anything you do. The, the crucifixion was very intense. Come on. The resurrection was very intense, very passionate. The whole gospel is a passionate gospel. You cannot preach this gospel with no passion. You cannot preach this gospel and you're not, you're not intense. Come on. 
or what? This is, this is not going to the Walmart and buy a, a few pieces of groceries. This, is, this changes lives. This rescues the world. This rescues billions. This is the passport to eternity. Come on. This is, not the, this is not about a good life on the earth. This is the passport to eternity. Church, hear me. We do not have an... I mean, how, how long, do, long do I know you guys? I know you since 97. It's three. It's 20. It's 24 years. 24 years from now, I will be into my, what, my deep, in my mid-70s. No, my mid-80s. Can you imagine what Gary will look like? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Some of you may not be here anymore. We are, we need to get our passion back. Don't show the people your passion when you died. It's too late. Now is the time. She said, they have taken away my Lord. He's not your Lord. Yes, he's your Lord, but he's my Lord. He's my Lord. He's my Lord, sir. And, um, and I do not know where they have laid him. She's concerned. Where is he? Remember, I do not know where they have laid him. In her thinking, he's dead. In her thinking, he's a corpse. In her thinking, she does not know that he's resurrected. And, and I want you to see just the next two or three verses. That's all I have for you tonight. Sorry, guys. It's all about Mary Magdalene. I'm not talking about the Mary Magdalene that the Roman Catholic Church tried to paint you a picture of. I'm talking about the one who had seven demons and who as God has set free. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, and she did not know that it was Jesus. Now, why did she not know? Because she was actually weeping. She was I don't want to say that she was depressed, but she was weeping. And she was kind of low. She was kind of downhearted because her Savior is gone. And now she, mis she misread the moment Jesus is standing there and she didn't know it's him. Can you see how a spirit of depression, and I don't want to say that she was depressed, but if you are negative, if you are downhearted and you stay that way 24-7, you will ultimately become oppressed and you will ultimately become depressed and you, they, you can even become obsessed because it's not good. So, but when you're depressed, you sometimes see things that doesn't exist. She saw Jesus and she didn't know it's him. And many people are like that. When they are low in their spirit, their joy is gone, and they don't see life for what life is really all about. Come on. Life is good. I've got food waiting for me in that room tonight. That's why Naomi. You want to know why Naomi came? That's why she came. Let me just put the record straight here. <laughs> no, not really. But... Life is good. And um, so, watch this. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Now, Jesus asked the same question that the angels asked. 
Again, where's Peter? Where's James? Where's John? Where's Mark? Where's Luke? They are not there. Here is Jesus. He's outside the tomb. He saw Mary. He did not see Jesus. I think in the heart of Jesus, Jesus must have wondered, hmm, where's Peter? Where's that guy that, whose name means rock? Where, where is he? I really thought Peter will be here. Oh, man, I thought John will be here. That's the one I love. Where are they? But here we have a woman. Hmm, not surprised. She had seven demons. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine what must have gone through the mind of Jesus? He expected all his disciples there. And then he probably knew because he's God. They have gone home. Come on. Not only this, did Peter deny him. In the, in, in, the garden, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, not only did they fall asleep, they have gone home. That's the message Jesus got. Your absence will tell me a few things about you. And I'm now speaking to all these people that's not in the pews. Hear me. They're all deaf. They don't hear me. They don't hear but you know what? When I saw that lady tonight with that flag and she's bent over forward more than ever before, but the flag, her flag, and she still do her flag, I say, Lord, I know that lady. She has not gone home. And neither has she ever gone home with her flag. Her flag is still in her hand. You see, that's what I'm talking about. There's a few people sitting there. You, you're getting old together, all of you. The sheriff is gone. But when I look at the sheriff's wife, she's still here. Behind it's two other people that I know very well and others. And I'll, I'm, I'm not going to call you. Oh, of course, I know all your names. I know your last names. I know your age. I know your weight. I know your social security number. I know everything about you. Lying spirit in the pulpit. But you know what? I think Jesus must have said in his heart, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I just came out of hell. I have just took the keys of hell. I just saw what hell looked like. In fact, I know what hell looked like. I created hell for Satan. But I know what it felt like because I had to taste hell for the sake of billions of people, never to go to hell. But here I have a woman. She had seven demons in her. Now that I come out of hell myself, I know why she's here. Because you need to, come on church, don't lose your run. Don't lose your passion. Be where you need to be. Jesus said, woman, why are you weeping? And she's supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir. Okay. <laughs> now she's going British. She's now British. That's why she called him sir. You missed that. It's right there. Sits there, sir. 
If you have carried him away, now watch, watch what she says. I think Jesus must have been overwhelmed when he heard this. She said, she said to him, if you have carried him away, remember, she thinks he's the gardener. Sir, if you have carried him away, or if you have taken him away, tell me, tell me, tell me where you have laid him, and I, I, sir, I, I will, I will, I, I want to carry him. I want to carry him away. She's a woman. She's speaking to a person, Jesus. He's a man. She says, I will carry him away. Sir, sir, can you give me the honor to take the weight of his body? Sir, you have no idea who I am, sir. You did not ask me my name. You just know that I'm a woman. Sir, my name. If you, sir, if you know who I am, sir, I had seven demons. Sir, sir, you have no idea what kind of relationship I have with this man. Sir, give me the honor to carry the man who delivered me from seven demons. Sir, give me the weight of this man. Sir, I will carry the weight. Sir, what you don't know is Peter is not here. John is not here. They should have carried the weight of this moment, but they don't carry weight when God expects them to carry the weight. But, sir, I, I was the, I was the pe person, I had seven demons. Man, I know what hell feels like. Give me the honor. I will carry him. I will carry him. Here is my question. What will you carry? I spoke to those two leaders on Thursday morning, and the question is, why do we have the Zoom call it's because there's a weight on the Zoom call. There's a weight. We must carry this. We cannot just drop the ball. We cannot just go home. This, our generation, our time is running out, Gary. Our time is running out. Somebody must come to the front and identify themselves and say, let me carry the moment, she said. Let me carry Jesus looked at her. Jesus must have thought, what a phenomenal thing am I looking at. A woman ready to carry my body. I really thought Peter wanted her. I really thought John wanted her. But I'm not surprised either that she's the one that did not go home. He never asked her, where is the other disciples? He never asked her. He just knew. What am I saying to you? Where will I find your footprint? Last at the cross, first at the tomb. Last at the cross, first at the tomb. Jesus said to her, Mary, And the moment he called her name, she knew this is not the gardener. This is the Lord. You see, the devil knows my name, but he will always call me by my sin. Jesus knows my sin, 
but he always calls me by my name. me that is a that, that is that is so precious she turned and she said to him rabboni which is to, which means teacher jesus said to her do not cling for me for i have not yet ascended to my father now verse 10 is huge jesus said to her in verse 10 but go to my brethren and say to them i am ascending to my father and your father and my god and your god can you see the close can you see the closeness of how God speaks? My father, your father. My God, your God. It's not, I'm holy, I'm resurrected, you're out, you're dis No, it's, it's one family. My father, your father. My God, your God. Jesus could have said, go to my brethren. Where is Peter, Mary? Can you tell me where's Peter? Please go to that denier. Go to that guy who cuts ears. Go, go and tell him. Go and tell him. He fell asleep three days ago when I thought he will pray with me. He fell asleep in the garden of Gethsemane. Where is he? No, no, none of that. Jesus said, go to my brethren. Aren't you glad that when God looks at this gathering, he says, Holy Spirit. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them I have been resurrected. And tell them I know their names. Wow. What a woman. You know in Africa, if you go on a safari and you go into the bushes and the you're on a jeep and you find footprints. There's always somebody on the jeep that knows the field really well and they will tell you this footprint is about, it's old, it's yesterday, it's two days, three days old. And then you come across another footprint maybe of lions and they would say, no, this is, this is not fresh. And then you come across other footprints and they will say, this is about, this is fresh. This is a few hours back. And then sometimes you come to another place and they will tell you, they even see droppings and they will say, this, we are, there's lions here. I try to imagine myself, I try to think myself in. At the cross, there was a lot of people, they shout, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. It's bloody, it's messy. Soldiers. And then there's footprints all over the place. But then somewhere there was a spot. I just imagine this. That you can see it's the same footprint. And, and you can see because of the, all the footprints being repeated in this area. You can see the person that stood here was very intense. Because it's a footprint on top of the other one. It's, but it's the same footprint. It's the same footprint. I think it was the footprint of Mary. When she watched the crucifixion. And then you find her footprint at the tomb. This woman, who is this? 
Oh, this woman. Oh, you want to know who this woman is? Oh, her name is Mary Magdalene. She had seven demons. Well, what is she doing here? Because this crucifixion, resurrection is all about salvation, sir. What you don't know is she was the one whom this man has delivered. Sir, that's why our footprint is here. Church, I'm an ordinary person. I'm a jokester. I love humor. I love good food. I love a lot of things. But there's something in me that I must be honest. I cannot get the footprint of Jesus off my life. I cannot get rid of my passion. I cannot get rid of the responsibility that we need to be. We need to show up. We need to show up. I'm not better than anybody else. I can honestly say, I've got footprints. I've got footprints in Africa. I've got them in Hong Kong. I've got them in Australia, New Zealand, India, uh, uh, and other countries. Forget about the rest. I've got footprints in the Assemblies of God. Oh, I've got footprints in the Assemblies of God all over. I even have footprints on pews in my younger days. Am I ashamed? Am I? No, uh, no, no. If you don't find Jesus when I preach, maybe you'll find him when you check my footprint. I remember Naomi and I, we were in South Africa two years ago, and one of my dearest friends just passed away because of COVID. And, um, but we were together, all of us, and her name is Ursula. Uh, this is our, my, my friend's wife who, who passed away. And Ursula, uh, we were talking two, three years ago, and we were a few people together, and we grew up as teenagers. And she said, oh, Andre, I remember you when you were still young and you were a teenager. Uh, well, probably 16, 17. And I've, I've always said in, 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 in Afrikaans, ons moet vir die iets doen, ons moet vir God werk. <laughs> it means we must do something for God. We must work for God. And when she mimicked me, I said, mm, yeah, that's me. I remember that, but I never thought it will leave a mark on others the way I said it. She still mimics me from my 16, 17, year, being seven, 16, 17 years old. But on the, to the, to the, the, the other truth about that is footprint. When people mimic your style, when people mimic your words, when people say, oh, wh where is she tonight? Oh, mom, where is this lady tonight? It's Friday night. Some, some, maybe your family is coming together. And maybe somebody says, oh, no, 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 no. She's not here. She's not here. Where is she? No, she's at Ravenna. Sam is a God. Wow. Oh, she in church on a Friday night? Yeah, 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 yeah. You will never find her here when there's meetings going on. Oh, okay. Is she leaving a footprint again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my mom. You will never get her out of church. That's my mother. That's good. Come on. Your children may not be here, but they know that you are here. They may not listen to you while you're alive, but the day when they carry your coffin out, 
they would say, yeah, yeah, everybody in this church know her because I believe she came here a lot. Talk to the pastor. Oh, yeah, he will tell you. She was all over the place. She stood here in front. She always had a flag. She's still here. But, yeah, mm, yeah, her footprint is all over these carpets. Jesus <laughs> said, my father, your father, my God, your God, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. Watch this, verse 18. Mary Magdalene came, told the disciples that she has seen the Lord. Remember, Mark, the gospel of Mark, he wrote a book. John, he, the gospel of John. Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. They are all there. First Peter, second Peter, and I can go on, 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 on. But the one who never wrote a book is the one who announced to those who wrote all the books, the Gospels, saying, I have seen the Lord. He is resurrected. I have never written a book, but I had seven demons. And that's why, that's why I was the one who found out first. It's not all the big names. It is sometimes those that has been delivered from much that will be at a certain place when it matters most. When others of whom you've expected to be there will be snoring in their homes. They have all gone home but Mary. She told them, that he has spoken these things to her, verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst. And Jesus said, peace be to you. There's a few thoughts here that one can highlight. But Mary. My Lord, our carrier. Last at the cross, first at the tomb. But Mary, my Lord, our carrier. Lisa. Jesus that night must have thought, hmm, she did not know it was me. If you go to talk to Jesus one day in eternity and you ask him, Lord, how did you feel when you saw Mary there and you saw she doesn't know who you are and she said, can I carry his weight? What did it do to you when you heard her say that? If you want to impress God, say, Lord, I'll take my responsibilities. Nobody's going to fill my shoes. I will be responsible. I will be in church. I will take care. I will sow a seed. My footprint will be found. I will carry the weight. I want to have the spirit of Mary Magdalene. I may never have had seven demons, 
man, I'm grateful for my salvation. Church, we have many friends that have gone home. And I could, can I be honest with you? Sometimes not gone home dying. They just wandered off and they're just doing other things and they've lost their passion. Most of my friends of my age, they've lost their passion. People that started with me. And I don't say that you should have passion being in ministry. I'm talking about people that never went into ministry, but they've lost their passion. And when I look at it, I sometimes say, man, I, I wish I can have the lifestyle I have. I would really enjoy it. I mean... Uh, wow, I would like to, I would like to just have a more peaceful life. I mean, goodness, 69, fly, 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 fly. Still flying, crazy. Doesn't stop. Man, I would. And then you, you, then you know, when you look at it, you say, well, you know, I actually deserve that. I deserve that. I wish I can do that. But you know what? When the weight comes on you, you say, no, 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 no. I, I, I will not be able to do that. I'm not better than you, but I just, I just cannot do that. Um, and I want to say to all of you, let your footprint, let your footprint be found so that others can follow it. Don't lose your passion. Don't lose your run. She went to the tomb when it was still dark. A woman, not a man, a woman. She was there when it was still dark. That tells you the passion she had. And that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm saying to all of you, don't let your footprint be erased. It's a good thing. Amen? Yeah. I mean, I know that lady, Kathy and G Gary, I know very well. I know this, this line, this, these four people, you look very familiar. You don't look the same like 15 years ago or five years ago. I will not tell you where you've changed, but I can still see them. It's the same people. What is this for? Dangerous. Is that a, a uh, camera? Well, I'm not on the camera anymore. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> How many of you say tonight, Lord, I will carry the weight? Not body weight, but you know what I mean. If you say tonight, Lord, I will carry the weight. You know, we had hundreds of these kind of invitations. And then we all stand up and, and we all raise our hands and we all go home and, and we forget. But I want to ask you tonight, be like Mary. Let your deep deliverance, her deep deliverance, she could not forget. It's impossible. Sometimes... When you talk to people and say, where were you? Oh, you will not believe me. I completely forgot. I forgot. Then I say, 
They forgot something that I cannot forget. How is this? How does this work? Then you meet other people, they never forget. Why? Passion. When your passion is with you all the time, you don't forget, you're there. If you said tonight, Lord, I want to carry my weight when it comes to everything I do for you. When you watch me, that you will say, he's carrying weight. You know, God knows everything. He knows we live in the year 2021. He knows the modern age. He knows where the church is. He knows what, what church has become. He knows the politics of America. He knows everything. He knows how church has changed in America. He knows it. He knows that we don't normally do church on Friday night. He knows all those things. He knows seeker-sensitive churches. He knows Pentecostal. He knows everything. He knows my hair count. He knows you are sitting here on a Friday night. He knows you are the exception. He knows it. He knows everything. And I want to I say to you, he knows that I'm here. He knows what I'm doing. And he knows that we are the exception. We are not better. Mary was an exception. She was an exception because of her deliverance level. But let us be the ones that God will say, wow. <laughs> I expect a few others there Friday night, but those that were there, I'm not surprised. They remind me of Mary. You, they remind me of Mary. They, come on, doesn't make Peter a bad person. Doesn't make John disqualify John to write the gospel. It doesn't disqualify Mark to write the gospel. But it is just inspiring to find the one that you've delivered from seven demons at the tomb. And you find her, the only one, is trying to find out where am I. That must, that must have been something that impacted Jesus. And all I kind of say is, Lord, I want to impact you the way Mary Magdalene did it. I want you to find me last of the cross, first of the tomb. Last of the cross, first of the tomb. Now there's mostly old people here, so I cannot do my... I can still do it, although I'm 69. Don't act like an old man. Last of the cross, first at the tomb, last, come on, hip hop. I had to say the words hip hop because otherwise you will not even know why I'm doing it. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us. Stand on your feet, hallelujah. Pretend that we are 10,000 people. We have the greatest praise team behind us here. Hallelujah. And we are pumped up, man. Say after me, Lord, my passion will drive me to be at the place where I need to be. And Father, you will find me faithful. Say, I will leave a footprint. Say, I will carry the weight. Say, my pastor 
Yeah, I'm not putting them on the spot for your sake. You need to give me something after the service. Say, my pastor will never find me not passionate for the things of God. Church, this is not a, lay, a laying hands on, and this is not a word to prophesy. This is, this is if the whole body of Christ can become what she has been, wow, wow. It will affect our praise and worship. It will affect everything we do. And, uh, and, uh, and I want to say to you, let us be the people that will break the news. She broke the news. Jesus is resurrected. He spoke to me. Hmm. I can just see Peter standing there. Why did I go home? When, I, when I'm done with Peter on Sunday morning, he had that kind of temperament. I mean, that's why he ran with John, although he did not run that well. But why, why did I go home? Oh, no, Peter, it's too late now. It's, it's written in the Word. You were not there. John, sorry. Phenomenal, John, phenomenal. But you were not there. It's clear. The woman who had the seven demons was the one, although she lost vision and she was blurry in her vision and she had tears, she was the one who broke the news. Jesus is not being carried away by anybody. His body is alive. I saw him, saw his hands. He is alive. He is well. Hallelujah. Be be somebody that will break the news. I'm ready at my age to break the news. You know, when I spoke to these two leaders on Thursday, I felt like Abraham going, not knowing, have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm doing it anyhow. I don't want to tell you what the dream is all about. It's... Both of these leaders said to me, Andre, this is what the globe need. This is what our denominations need. I said, well, why doesn't anybody think about it? You know what? Don't wait on others. Go to the two. Be first. Do it. Be a newsbreaker. Because if you are where you need to be, you will be the one that can say, I saw Jesus. I am the first one that saw him after his resurrection. My name is Mary Magdalene. I was the most imperfect person. But I saw him. And the only reason I saw him first is because my deliverance was so deep. I could not stay away from the two. And I want to say to all of you, don't stay away. See you tomorrow night. And if you do not come, I pray that you will feel so guilty. And I pray that you will not be able to sleep the whole night.
No, not really, but I wish I can say it. No, I want you to sleep well and come tomorrow night. Get your passion back. I need to stop now. Thank you, Pastor Gary. This is awful to me. I'm hungry. Passion brings his presence. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm just, there's a lot of overwhelming in me right at the moment because, as many of you know, that's exactly what's my heart, that's what my heart is doing. Passion has to return. Remember that old chorus that simply went, Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me. I will while I am waiting yield it and still have thine own way Lord have thine own way doesn't have to be something big going on, but what's he been saying to you? Well, what you've been responding to him is the, the time of awkwardness. It's at, it's at the time of yielding mercy. Holy. Desperate for you. So 
gospel for you. Tell me where they made it. I'll carry them. Desperate, hungry, hurting, passionate. What's he saying to you tonight? What's he speaking into your This is a night of healing, of restoring, renewing. This is a night where he's speaking into your spirits and clicking on several levels. I love what he said. The devil knows your name. standing there's something going on there's there's that oh lord there's that presence you could carry him to junk the world has has had such an impact on you everything going down all the stuff that's been around it's just weighed you still quiet voice he speaks into your spirit what's he saying to you specifically you because to others he's saying other things but to you what is he specifically what's he saying I missed you within be stirred up like never before. Come alive. Oh, Lord. Let the redeemed say so. I pray, Lord. Let there be a renewal, a renewing wave, a wash, if you will, 
presence unshakable. God, I pray that there's such a passion, a hunger, and a thirst. It's, it's, it's the thing that we go to sleep with tonight. It's what we wake up with in the morning. It's a passion that can't, can't keep us away from your word. Got to get into the word. Got to spend time with you, talking to you. God, there's going to be, I just pray, a hunger and a thirst, a passion arise so we can't even keep quiet about it. We've got to tell everybody we see. We've got to, in the name of Jesus. God, there needs to be footprints left. Not footprints that we're trying to make, footprints that are left out of passion. A passion that declares this is who we are. It's not who we're trying to be. This is who we are in you. You have so touched us. You have so delivered us. Our lives are never the same again. We've been changed. We have been changed. We have gone from death unto life. We've seen Jesus. This is where it all changes, right here, right now. For our families, for our friends, for those around us, because it's changed for us right here and right now. You've delivered us. You've set us free. You've joined your spirit to ours. You've made us one. Say it with me. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, can we give him praise one more time? The worship team's going to minister in song. I want to invite you this, this evening, if you want to find a place of prayer around these altars, we're here to pray with you. We're here to pray with you and love with you. Before you walk out of this place, encourage somebody. How many are looking forward to tomorrow night? Amen. Amen. Prayer team, I'm going to ask you to come and join us up front as well. As we just go after him tonight. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters Surrender. 
Saints of every nation, awakening to sing from our hearts to come to anthem. Oh, hear the heavens ring. This is our song, song to our King. Let the worshipers arise. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. things that were revealed to Mary, Magdalene, sorry, wrong person, get in my head, because of her passion, because of her passion, she saw Jesus when they're at home. You know what our passion is? Our passion is we want them to do things for us. We want them to take care of things, you know, just uh, make life happy so I can live comfortable at home. Huh. I want to 
Jesus. I want to see him high and lifted. I want to see him in his glory. Lord, thank you for tonight and thank you for again your word. I pray you will bless them. I pray you will lift them up. I pray that you will stir them up. I will pray that their spirit is at an unrest with where they've been as they run after you. Run after you. Lord, be with them. Bless them. And not only bring them back tomorrow night, but I pray, Lord, that there be a, 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 a passion and expectancy that's brought back tomorrow night as well. Throughout the day, throughout the day, in Jesus' name. And again, everybody said, amen. Give him praise, people. He's worthy. Amen. I'm so glad you're here tonight. You're, you're, except for you. You know, you're scary. Come here, Jimmy. 